Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, buzzers. What's going on? Welcome to After Buzz TV, the Arrow After Show. We are in season five, episode 17. Get it? It's entitled Capuchin, I think. Yay! Let's go. I can't Oh, are we on? We must be on. I'm just having a good time. Hey! I, 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 right. I Is the mic? Oh, here we are. I may put a few oh. rushes to shame if I totally mispronounce the title of this episode, so I do apologize. But hello! Welcome! We are so happy. Can you tell by our music to have you here? Joining us on this side of the table, my name is Ali Kona Bradford. Be sure to follow all your fantastic, lovely hosts. I'm at Boys and Beauty 01. And of course, before they introduce themselves, I just want to say... Extend an invite to all of you we love when you co-host with us. So just use hashtag ABTVARO and you will be right along here with us. But let's say hello to our fabulous host over here. Hi, I am Lex Michael. I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. Uh, Tari J is not Tari's not feeling well, so if you want to tweet him your best well wishes, he is on Twitter at Tari J, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Hi all my buddies, I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiajay, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. Once again, I do not regret the song choice. Our hashtags ABTV Arrow, do the live chat. You already said this, we're covering the bases. Life is good. Not so good for some people on this no. episode, though. That, 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 that's the reason I wanted to do this song, because yeah. it's essentially about a sociopath. Dude, I mean, let's get this straight, though. The dichotomy between the two was fantastic as far as going back and forth between the flashbacks and the present and really giving us, you know, in the past, our flashbacks, they've given us little hints as to what's going on in the present, and that's fine and dandy, and sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't. This time, at least we got to see a direct correlation with what was going with what, and we saw the torture on one side, but then the role reversal of the torture happening on the other side. Yes. The parallelism was amazing. This episode was incredibly well put together. The writing, the acting, the fight choreography, everything. This episode was just incredible. Yeah, things like... So good. The way they were employing the flashbacks so effectively, obviously we're spending a lot more time in the flashbacks in this episode than we tend to, but using little things like, as you're escalating tension between Adrian and Oliver while Oliver's being tortured, and you're also escalating this physical confrontation between Oliver and uh, Konstantin Kovar, and it's really exciting to see Dolph Lundgren back tonight, you're ratcheting up the tension in both scenes and you're cross-cutting between the two of them so that your entire episode is building to this crescendo of like violence and sadness and darkness and it's really really spectacularly done yes although i will say the entire time that we heard well first of all we heard the reason why adrian decided to become prometheus because this that and the third but the entire time and he's such a great villain but i wanted to punch the tv screen every time he said Tell me your secret. And I was getting frustrated for Oliver because obviously he didn't realize. And it's like, WTF, 
What do you want? It's like, I really want to know who the Flash is. I mean, I really enjoyed the whole, oh, I'm Prometheus because he defied the gods. And I'm like, yeah, if you know your mythology, Prometheus got chained to a mountain and Mm -hmm. had two vultures rip out his liver every day. Because he was immortal and it would grow back. And so he's just getting eternally tortured by vultures because it turns out that actions have consequences. Right. He's being punished ultimately, as the myth goes, for attempting to bring fire to from the top of Mount Yeah, from the from the top of Mount Olympus bringing fire and thereby light and thereby knowledge to man. But maybe he felt eternally tortured by the fact that his father was killed by Oliver and somehow in his mind, his like cuckoo mind, it made sense. I I feel like dark individual. I feel like he went for the namesake for the defying the gods thing, but it's like Didn't it's the like rest on of the internet where homework? you read the headline and the subheadline and think you know the entire thing, whereas sure. the article's like, I've got five different points that aren't in those twenty words. Do you want to? Nope, nope. I'm, I'm. If if he gets shot in the liver, I will just laugh madly. I wonder if whomever wrote this whole thing did their homework or if they did wiki the first paragraph and not realize the rest. Because that would be a little funny if that was the case. I would like to think the writer did their homework. I would hope if they're being paid to write that they they maybe at least read the Wikipedia page, (laughs) if nothing else. Um, But it it did feel a little bit, for a guy that we know is as brilliant and as calculating as Adrian Chase, it did feel a little bit like, that's why? That seems a little bit on the nose for you. So I was wondering if maybe this idea of, you go a little deeper into the Prometheus myth, like we were just talking about, this idea of him being punished specifically for trying to enlighten people, both metaphorically and literally. I was still wondering, maybe, is that going to come into play a little bit more somewhere later? It's just, it's the God thing. We'll move on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Really quick, though, if we could have our chat, I know you have chat pulled up, but if our engineer could pull chat up for me, that would be awesome. So I can say hello to all of you. Thank you for joining us, because I know we always have tons of people who stay up late with us, so... Thank you. We always appreciate it. I don't know why the random British accent comes out, but it does. Whatevs. Let's <laughs> let's let's see what everybody's saying. That's on our drinking game for this show. Yes. Oh, well, I don't drink, but no, but you like, don't have to play. Yeah, at home every time that you <laughs> every time snap the British, the British accent, accent comes out, every time talking yeah. with hands happens, every time we make a joke about being a Jay Garrick. There we go. Because uh, well, that's a thing now. Wait, yeah. Darkest Arrow episode to date. Panel, do you agree? Lex, Katie, Ali Kona. Yes, I think we all talked about yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. This um, is Arrow does Saw. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Especially if you look at the first movie, it is two guys in a little room and there's a bunch of torture. Oh, I just meant straight up torture porn. That just Arrow was a lot more tasteful about like, it's happening, but we're not necessarily going to show Wait. it to you. Right. Okay, but the part that, the, and this is to- totally out of order, so I apologize, but the part that stuck out to me the most is when Oliver was skinning that guy alive and he said at practice. the end, yeah, it was just for practice. Yeah. For someone who, single- I, what did he say? Wait, hold on. Who I want to become, or what was he practicing? No, it was just practice. No, no, he said to become someone else. To become else. something else. Yeah, he said something else. Like, else. And yeah. we, we, again, like, we came back to that idea of him uh, bisecting his personality, essentially, and how when he puts this hood on now, that that 
in his mind at this point takes on all of this darkness and he can release it from himself in theory. And right. of course, Anatoly's a little bit smarter and goes, no, all uh, you're doing is you're taking the monster, you're putting it outside of yourself, and what you're going to do is you're going to feed it till that thing's bigger than you are, and then it's going to eat you, bro. See, but that's a good friend. He called him out on his oh, shit. Yeah. Anatoly's like his best his best bro, as it turns out. Anatoly yeah. is one of the best characters in this and series. Hilarious. Let's be real. I love Anatoly so much. Yeah. Any who's Much love for Anatoly in this room. So much love for Anatoly. Because he's wonderful, and I'm glad that he has survived up until the present. And I will be very sad if this season winds up killing him off. Not surprised, but very sad. That yeah. would be such a bummer. That would and yet, suck I, a lot. I feel like it's going to get so much worse before it gets any better for any of these We've people. We've got like five, six more episodes. Yeah. yeah. Plenty of time. Plenty what, of time. What yeah. I love is that we have, and I missed out last week so I didn't get to say this, we got the straight up ghost face reveal for for Adrian Chase and now he's just chewing the scenery and I'm so happy with that yes. because watching him just go completely nuts and he's not overacting but we're starting to get to that line where it's like, dude, dude, you really gotta chill. You are being super intense and you need to relearn how to breathe. Usually when someone's ghost facing, they have to do it for like 20 minutes. Right. He has six more episodes that he has to yes. do this in, and I am so excited. He is not he has not gone full Nicolas Cage yet. Um, but it's definitely like you there well, was a ghost facing and Nicolas Cage are two different genres. Yes. Like they're they're close, but they never quite intersect. But it's but it's big. Like he's definitely one, oh, now yeah. that this this secret is out and he can he can essentially strut with it, you know what I mean? Like he's very he's gotten a lot bigger in his performance. I love oh, that yeah. it is a, it is so very comic booky, but I also love that as scenery chewing as it can be at times, I never feel like it's not grounded emotionally. I feel yeah. like the dude's doing so much really genuinely good work that he keeps a performance that could really easily be several level levels over the top from getting away from him. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was going to say, uh, a, a term that you use, but I'll do PG, bat poop crazy. The because that's what Lex likes to say, but not the PG version. Anywho, but yes, he definitely has a few screw looses. What? Screws? I like that. He has a, first, a few screw looses. <laughs> there he goes. Screw loose. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the fact that he, because you get to see his perspective, and he's explaining to Oliver, outside of the fact that he's trying to get Oliver to admit something to prove a point, but he's hanging the pictures of all these people that he calls victims, which they are, but at the same time, Oliver's trying to justify and turn around and say... But those are people that did bad things, and you idiot, like, you killed your wife. How in your mind is that okay? I... Well, I'm sad about killing my wife, but you're still a killer. Okay. All right. <laughs> I never read it as as Adrian Chase trying to suggest that he actually has a moral high ground over Oliver. I think the point, if anything, that he was trying to make is that Oliver's not anywhere near as... Oliver doesn't have that high ground either. Oliver is not this altruistic, dangerous, but positive force for good, ultimately. He's doing it not out of a sense of duty, but because he just has a taste for it. Well, Oliver has a facade of functionality. Mm. And he was doing his best, and um, Adrian was doing his best this episode to take a hammer to it, and succeeded at the end. I'm really going to totally butcher this conversation for two seconds because I was looking at the chat and it's somebody's birthday, so I just want to take a moment. Yeah, I think yeah. he said it. Uh, Art Master, Master Austin. Austin Prophet. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you for, for joining us on your birthday. Happy so. 24th. Yay. Indeed. Happy birthday. Okay. Anyways, back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, that j 
when you're doing something like this, when you are Adrian Chase and you are trying to prove a point, you kind of have to take logic and put it in the backseat. Like, well, you're still a killer. That's great, but I'm trying to break you right now, and that's what we're talking about. Like, right. just don't change even address the thing. Yeah, and because he has Oliver literally chained to the floor, he's in a position of power, and he can do that. This conversation is on his terms because Oliver is chained down and locked up, and if Adrian right. doesn't like where he's going, he can stab him or shoot him with arrows and then just walk away and go right. on his merry day and then right. come back and be like... Are you still alive? Right. But here's fix that. But here's the thing. Oliver has clearly proven that he's a master of enduring pain. Not that he enjoys it, but he can handle it. He handled five years of it. But his weakness is his strength, if you will, his friends. So yes. as soon as Chase starts bringing in the whole concept of your friends, oh, P.S., I know where your son is at. And, hey, hey, look, there's your old buddy Evelyn. But then he straight up admitted that he doesn't know where his son is. You don't know, but for me, it's a matter of time. Well, okay. I don't know. When he says it, he's done enough so far and gotten away with enough that when he says that, I'm inclined to believe that given enough time, the dude would figure it out. And that's exactly, that is why I totally buy that he was actually able, he was the first person, I think, on this show who it seems at least at this point has broken the green arrow. It's not the physical torture, as you just said. Oliver can withstand the physical pain. The physical pain is more a way to pass the time while Adrian Chase gets inside the dude's head. It's preying on all of the elements that you were talking about. Yeah, it's 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 his loved ones. It's this feeling of complete powerlessness, knowing that if I can't get out of here, he will do what he says he'll do. So far, if nothing else, Adrian Chase has been a man, a man of his, of his word. word. Yeah. He is weirdly both the Bane and the Joker of this season, it seems. And I do like the, after last week, the reveal that he and Talia were working together and this was their their motivation and their relationship. I obviously I pointed out the, the fairly obvious parallel to The Dark Knight. And I like that we are getting a little bit of that uh, throughout this episode as well in that you have the guy who's ostensibly playing the Bane role taking your hero, putting him in a dark room, saying it's not just torture of your body, it's torture of your soul, and then Homeboy actually succeeds in breaking him. It's like, I see what you're doing. I like it. See, but you know what? Here's the difference. Oh, go ahead. Batman has Alfred to go back to, and that's that kind of it. Oliver has all of his people. He can come back and be like, you know, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And they can all be like, excuse me, you've just been visibly tortured and missing for six days. You should maybe lie down and we will do some, <laughs> we'll do some first aid and it'll be great. And then when you feel a little saner, we can have this conversation. But now, now is not the good time. Like, when you're drunk, when you're sleep deprived, and when you've been tortured for six days are the trifecta of when you should not be making decisions. It cuts to credits, and I'm hoping the very next thing that any of them said was, how about we get you some lemonade, buddy, and we'll talk about this when you're feeling a little better. Can you, can, can, can you sit, and can we bandage you up? And that's a nasty burn. We need to get that clean so it doesn't go septic. I and assume... Can we just... Yeah, yeah, let's get you a shower With and some antibiotics. And like, yeah, I feel like once that's done, if nothing else, even if Oliver's still like, um, I'm out, I, he wins. He, he, At least he'll have medical attention. Right, he'll he'll live, but he'll also maybe remember that that they'll probably go after the dude anyway, oh, even yeah. if he quits. So yeah, this oh, is yeah. like is a bad, it goes without saying, it's a terrible idea for the Green Arrow to quit right now. But, but he's made the team to be self-sufficient in his absence. And we've yes. seen that in previous episodes when they took down Anarchy. Not Anarchy. I'm losing my mind. Vigilante. Yes. This is my problem with masked and voice synthesizers. I just can't. They all sound alike. They do! It's 
terrible. Uh, I've called him alchemy. I've called him anarchy. They're all the same. Savitar. What is Savitar? There's, there's another one. There is another one you forgot about. I know, but Savitar is like Megatron in terms of that really weird Michael Bay design. So whatever. Um, really quick, I wanted to bring up, and this is a two steps back, but just talking about the things that he was saying to get to Oliver in his mind is the thing he said about his crusade. Your crusade is based on a lie and a price to be paid and basically saying that all your loved ones paid that price. And then he had the audacity to list all the people. Tommy, your mother, this person, that person, knowing that those are all the things that are digging salt into the wound yes. even more. So again, he's done a lot of his homework to know what demons Oliver has in his Very closet. specific. Which, again, is why, even though he has no clue where Oliver's son is currently, when he says, I'm gonna find him, but I'm going, yeah. doodle, doodle, probably. Well, you should maybe listen to the, the guy, because he'll, he'll do it. But here's the thing, really quick, sorry, is Oliver said he's in hiding, and one of the things Chase said is, yeah, but you haven't looked for him. Because I'm sure Oliver went, he's in hiding, not, he's in hiding, let's see if I can find him. Right. He, who has, yeah. he doesn't have time for that. <laughs> You know? Sure. So if you haven't put any effort, that doesn't mean that someone else who can put effort into it won't find him. Uh, back to making decisions. Ruthless Lieutenant says give Oliver a Snickers. <laughs> Which, he's not he's you. not himself when he's hungry. He's he puts on that hood and he likes killing people. But he's if he had a Snickers, he's been life tortured. Would be great. <laughs> he takes one bite and he's beginning of season four Oliver again where they're making breakfast together and it's all <laughs> yes. like warm color palette. And see, to me, that invalidates a lot of what Adrian was saying is, oh, you like to kill, oh, you're terrible, or you like to kill. Well, yeah, okay, I'm not going to argue that he's never liked to kill, and I'm not going to argue that that's pretty messed up. But he also very much made the effort to step away from it and to try to live a normal life. And he was ready to commit to Felicity and to that normal life. And she was the one going crazy, getting back into the vigilanteism, who didn't want to do 2.5 kids, a white picket fence, and a dog, and making quiche for the neighbors. Like, sure. she, go, was, Felicity. she was not into that. But he was ready to scale it back. He was ready to leave this life behind him. He was ready to commit to having a normal life. So coming back in and saying, you're wrong because you like to kill and you've always liked to kill. Well, yeah, but he's also shown that he has the strength of character to turn away from that. Right. So but it's, it's, the fact that it's all these people coming out of the woodwork and going, yeah, but I'd really like to just murder the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... Adrian pushed him into this corner of course. by choosing yeah. to do this. Yeah. And so I don't buy the argument that Oliver cannot change and cannot be better and has never been better because we've seen him be better and we've seen circumstances and the fact that there's a big Oliver-shaped hole in the city when he's not there right. drag him back in. So I don't think we can stand here and just blame him this entire time for you're terrible and you've always been terrible and you'll still be terrible when... He's shown us that, no, he can absolutely change. Right. I think that's true. I mean, we have. We have seen for long stretches. We've seen his entire journey be about how can I not be this thing. But that's yeah. why I think I think that makes this doubly interesting. Because it's not mm -hmm. so much about whether Adrian Chase is right. I mean, you could. I, I think you can really effectively make the argument that he's way off base. That is so much less important than whether or not he's able to convince Oliver that he's right. It seems oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he's... Right. He's doing it, is what it looks like. Um, all Oliver needs is somebody to get just deep enough into his head. Just have it make just enough sense for him to go, oh, this battle that I've been fighting this, these several years to be anything but this monster, I failed because that's, that's all that I can be. And once you get him to buy into that, then 
couple more steps and it's real easy to tear that whole house down. Well, so, so I would say one of my notes that I had put when I saw all this conversation going on is he won. He won. Prometheus, meaning that his whole gimmick was to get cuz you can't you can physically take him down, but again, he can endure pain so he will come back, but once you break him emotionally and he just did it so well to get Oliver to actually admit that he enjoys killing at that very moment, like game over oh he won the battle mm-hmm. war ain't over pushed oliver into the the walter white moment finally and I, I don't know about you guys i figured pretty early that this is what he was trying to get at that that's what he was trying to get oliver to finally admit both openly and to himself but and this is really where i gotta give all the credit in the world to Stephen amell and josh cigar for their performances in this episode because that especially when you see it coming from the very beginning that moment could have fallen very very flat and i thought both in that moment and throughout the episode tonight the two of them did just such such stellar work and it made all of those moments not just come to life but like they really elevated all of it they oh, yeah. hit each other they really like seriously it's like each other. goodness i'm feeling it in my stomach yeah. the writing the direction the acting the cinematography the everything these episodes were so incredibly well put together like it was difficult to watch i keep going back to the yeah we're gonna skin a man scene like right. oh dear god <laughs> But it showed the true depth of his darkness, yeah. his ability, because we never saw him get that deep before. We knew that he may have enjoyed killing or whatever, and he might have arrowed some people, and some people might go, oh, okay, well, that's technically like a hunting whatever justification. The most dangerous game, man. <laughs> either way, either way, it's the darkest we've ever seen him get. And I do want to talk a little bit about him meeting Diana's mother and the fact that he had to come to terms with the fact that, how are my babies? They well, did. Who well, killed him? A monster. Yes! And I went, oh, that's a tough conversation. Ooh. I do like, too, though, that this ties directly into this question that we've been talking about, about this idea, is is he and can he be more than a monster? Because he doesn't kill Tyana's mother, but he does, by talking to her, essentially put her in a situation where she dies. He is not directly responsible, but it is, in a way, a little bit his fault. It is, but do you know what? I feel like, and look, let me not speak for Dee's mom, but I'm going to speak for her mom. After a mother finds out that her children are dead, you want to get your vengeance, but at the same time, maybe a piece of mom was like, I'll be with my children. Uh, yes, I, and I hope that brought her tons of comfort in her final and moments. she kept, uh, from what she we saw, she kept the secret. Exactly, because she could have easily saved her own life and been like, this is what happened, or she could have lied and said, I was tortured for this information, or it was stolen from me, or whatever. She probably would have ended up dead anyways, let's be honest. Yeah. Kovar doesn't strike me as a situation. tremendously generous or forgiving person. No. no. But I do want to talk about the fight choreography, since, Katie, you did mention it, but the fight between Oliver and Kovar, first of all, he says... Oh, you're you, because he gets to see who the hood really is. Oliver but there, was, there was a moment, and I wrote in my notes something about legs, just so I remembered it. But there was a moment in the choreography where they're fighting, and their legs are literally interlocked, and they do a roll, almost like a barrel roll. And I was like, yes! Yes. You know, because that is well-thought-out choreography, and it does take coordination, it does take timing to do it, and it looks so effortless. So, well, And it's just... always fun to see, to see Dolph Lundgren fight, too. Like, I'm glad that they brought him back and they utilized him yeah. so heavily in this episode. Like, I thought we were just going to get another scene or two of him hanging out, drinking, being super Russian, Dolph Lundgren, and that's great. But dude did a ton tonight, and he actually got to get into a couple of really awesome extended 
fight sequences. There was also a moment where he divulges to the crowd. He's probably a little sloshed, and he's like, hey, we're going to kill you all. This is funny. And he puts the gas mask on, and I'm going, we're, we're doing the Dark Knight Rises thing, right? And we got our Bane villain over there, and over here we got a big dude in a gas mask, and I'm very happy. He's just, good evening, and then leaves. And I'm like, that is both the best and worst mic drop. Oh, my God. I just like seeing him get thrown through a table. Yes. Like, I, I really appreciated that. I, I love it when furniture gets destroyed in fights. That's just one of those things that makes me really super happy for some reason. They don't like me in Ikea. So, <laughs> so watching him just get thrown through this table next to this corpse of this woman who died because of the gas was like, yep, I'm, I'm in it. I love it. I'm down. What a good fight. What a good fight. Uh, really quick, I have to make a correction on my behalf, and somebody in the chat brought it up, so thank you. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. But they were just saying that it's not Diana. Yeah, Diana. Yeah. yeah. You know, and what's funny is it's when... It's like T-A-E-N-N-E But or even something. when uh, when she came in and guested on our show, I remember having to ask her in person and asking, wait, is it Diana? And she actually clarified it for us, but that was so long I ago. Believe, I believe it's T-A-I-Anna. T-I-A-N-A. T-A-I. Like Ty, Ty, Anna. Oh, there we go. There we go. go. Sorry. My apologies. Things. My apologies. Anyhooser. Yeah. Um, But I did like, whoever did the casting did a really excellent job because I was looking at mom and I thought, wow, they really do look alike. (laughs) Yep. Excellent job. Just side note. Anyhow. Yeah. Just, God, it was super fun. I I feel like I want to bring this up. It's, Less apropos of nothing and more in line with previous parts of the conversation, but I just keep pulling thoughts out of the dredge that is my mind. I think people aren't taking into account as much what Oliver has gone through. Because we're sitting back and looking at five seasons, and we're getting to the point in the flashbacks where he's going to wind up back on the island, and we're going to see him shoot an arrow into a fire and, you know, someone's going to pick him up and we'll be at the beginning of season one. Yes. Which it'll be really interesting to see him flash back to season one in season six. Like, we, we've gone circular. This is nuts. But the fact that he spent five years on this island and we've seen this and we've seen him continually get tortured and broken and he is someone who did not have any of this in this background. No, he was, was a pretty a, boy. He was a rich pretty boy. And... That really, to put, to put none too fine a point on it, that really screws up a person. Oh, sure. And so we're sitting here going, oh, he likes killing and that's terrible. He's also had about five different very skilled killers take him under their wings, beat him over the head, and then tell him, you have to do this. Yeah. Right. He's had people from the League of Assassins. He's had Manu Bennett. He's had he's just had all sorts of different, not really great people go, you would be a great tool to use, and then break him that much further for their yes. cause. So by the time he hits about the sixth iteration of that, he is absolutely messed up, and killing is a success condition. Yeah. Like, when the, your opponent is dead, you have succeeded. Congratulations. And that's the, yeah. I've won. Here is a Yay, hat. go me. Have your murder hat. But, and so, I like killing because it makes me feel good. Well, no kidding. That's been trained into you. I'm genuinely hoping, because we got as far down, specifically that road, even just tonight as we did, I'm genuinely hoping that, since presumably he's not going to jump back up next week and be like, I feel better now, you guys. Let's get out there. Boy, I, that Snickers is great. <laughs> I'm making breakfast and smiling. Look at how warm it looks in here. Um, I'm hoping that we can explore that a little bit 
more because we have always paid lip service to the broken psychology of Oliver Queen on this show. And sometimes we've gone a little bit further than just paying lip service to it, but constantly we've addressed it. We've talked about it, but we have not, in my opinion, really explored, like Katie, exactly what you're talking about because that's always been a part of his character. But you need people around him that are really going to specifically poke at those elements of his makeup. And I don't feel like we truly had that until this year. Oh, no. We had a lot of, I'm going to hurt your friends and family to hurt you, but we've never really had anyone get to the bottom of it. Think about your actions, bro. Well, at the same time, too. We've talked about... Well, we, we've talked about how being a soldier affects someone because we've had a lot of that with Diggle and dealing with Andy and dealing with his own feelings on things. Like, we've addressed that pretty well, but soldier and vigilante are not the same thing. Well, and at the same time, too, because Oliver slash the Arrow is in a position of being a hero, you don't really think about the psychology of the hero and how he became the hero and the fact that it came from a dark past because you just think, hero, he's out to save people. Not that he's been through all these things. But at the same time, going back to what you were saying as far as, you know, everything that happened with the torture, well, he has progressed. Even though Prometheus has gotten into his mind to make him think that he's ten steps back and just a vicious killer that hasn't admitted it to himself, he could have killed Evelyn, who P.S. was not on his side, but he showed his own growth in saying that I, he could have easily killed her. He snatched sure. that knife out of her so quickly. Maybe she let him have it easily. I don't know, but her life was at stake, so I doubt it. Was but it, though? They, they assume, that's the thing, it's like, for that plan to work the way it worked, you really have to assume that there's no way Oliver Queen is actually going to kill her, and I love that they know Oliver well enough to know that there was no way he was going to kill her. Or um, Adrian didn't know him well it's enough, also, but, managed to, but, but managed to convince her, oh yeah, there's no way. So either which way, it's not really a loss to him. So do you guys think, and this is just a silly superficial question, but all those bruises on her face, were they real? Did he really beat her up for the sake of be in the role? Oh yeah, was neither of them are makeup artists. <laughs> <laughs> my my, I mean, look. They he, could hey, he's probably pretty between all of my research and my years of revenge. I also learned how to makeup artist because it makes me feel better about myself and my art. Totally, it's no. Like possible. if you train with the league, you have to stitch your own costumes and everything. Like there's a whole there's you got to get badges. It's I a little spent like a year lighting candles until they <laughs> hand you a sword. It's a little like the scouts, as a matter of fact. Um, but. I, like well, I never it. got a makeup artist badge in the Scouts. <laughs> Learned how to tie a hell of a knot, though. It's like really artsy Scouts until they hand you a sword, and then it's like really murdery artsy Scouts. Anyway, um, I like <laughs> candles for days. I like candles for days. I like seeing mine burns for four hours without melting. I like seeing <laughs> Evelyn back. I like seeing just how it, very disturbing how they're utilizing her character now, and as it turns out, she's also crazy pants. Not just. I don't like you and I'm working with this dude. It seems like she's actually Crazy Pants herself. Maybe she's Crazy Pants' girlfriend and we just don't know about it yet. Sure. It takes or one maybe to know he one. broke her. Maybe. I would not But she be... had to have some sort of motivation behind it. Something had to happen to one of her loved ones for her to jump her on her. Which is died because of Oliver. I mean, we had this in a previous season. So that's... We've had that motivation established before, but... If you have, if you're able to wiggle into someone's psyche using one of those cracks, we've seen that Adrian is smart enough and is able to just completely mess people up. So it's, oh, you hate the Green Arrow? You want to kill him? Great, here's the plan, but first we need to train you. And so I would not be surprised if she is ten flavors of broken 
courtesy of Adrian. And I would love, and that's why I'm so very glad that she wasn't actually killed off in this episode. Yeah, I'm that was hoping... a little anticlimactic. Well, it was a couple of things, too. That Welcome moment back. happened. Bye. That moment happened, right? And I'm going, all right, well, this episode has been very, very strong, but that was not the most convincing neck snap I've ever seen. No. And as it turns out... Wasn't a real next yeah. snap. So, like, it's great. I loved it. But it was enough for Oliver to fall for it. Hey, he was emotionally invested. It's dark he in there. Already beaten. Who and knows when delirious. he ate a Snickers last? She yeah. can hold her breath for ten minutes. But I like. <laughs> I like that it it worked. It got it got the result that they were looking for. I like that she does now get to live another day. So hopefully we can start to explore a little bit more of that. How that relationship got to that place? Because yeah, on paper she's got a motivation. But there's having a motivation to dislike Oliver Queen. There's even having a strong enough one that it drives you to try and harm him. And then there's, like, whatever's happening here. We're, we're missing a chunk of time in which she's been working with Prometheus. But I would say probably before she became part of Oliver's team, oh, before yeah. she got recruited. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I she's think... been a sleeper from the beginning. And so we're missing that chunk of time, and that's a set of flashbacks that I'd love to see in an upcoming episode, is this is how she fell in with Prometheus, this is how he found her, or it was a crazy random happenstance, or whatever, and this is the training that he put her through, and this is the planning, and this is the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, it, it, I, I want that set of flashbacks. I, I want those gaps filled in. I do believe Good Guy asks if we thought that Evelyn was going to die, and I think absolutely. I think that she's just a tool that somehow has been coaxed into thinking that she's part of this evil plan, and while she is, she's really just a tool. Well, yeah. She, go ahead. No, okay. I was going to say, she's put, she's put herself in a situation, unfortunately, even if you could sit down with her and she could really talk about her point of view and why she's doing what she's doing, even if you could go... Okay, I don't agree. Probably wouldn't approach it the same way, but I definitely see where you're coming from. She has put herself in a in a position where if any of our our roster of heroes is having a morally gray day like they often do, no one in her life now particularly cares all that much whether she lives or dies. I don't see her making it out the other side of the season, but I also don't see Oliver killing her. I think no, it would I be think- Renee. It'll oh, be so- I thought it was going to be Prometheus. Like, yeah, you've served your purpose. Okay, thanks, bye-bye. I, oh, I, think- I think it would be Renee. Interesting. I don't Just think like it would be Oliver. You. I agree with it, that. Yeah, no. I think it could be, again, if anyone on that team is having one of those days that they have periodically where they're not, you're better with the alignment chart than I am, um, chaotic, where they're doing the chaotic, help me with the boxes. Most of them are neutral good. There we go. The, the slightly more crazy one. trying to be neutral good. The slightly more crazy one that they all sometimes do. What's that? I, what? what? Like chaotic good, maybe? Yeah. What's the one but where they might actually kill somebody? Um, that's when you wind up in... Well, you can kill someone if you're good. Okay, right. You can be... Right? Okay, so if they're having a chaotic good day, anyone else on that team might kill Evelyn. If they're not... If they slip from neutral good to true neutral? Sure. Is that... Does that make sense? Yes. You would know better than... I don't know the boxes, but... Uh, Lawful, neutral, and chaotic is how you go about things. Good, neutral, and evil is what you want. There we go. There we go. Okay, so if they're having a weird box day, D and D alignments. Any one of them, (laughs) any one of them might kill Evelyn. If they're not, if they're all operating at peak heroism, still might not matter because the dude that she has aligned herself with has no problems killing people if it becomes a necessity. Oh, but let's not forget, it just happened. Dude killed his own wife. Clearly wasn't planning to, and was just like, oh, oh well, gotta kill my wife now. So. 
Oh, but he's mourning. <laughs> he's he's, he's mourning, probably, guys. He's probably like, darn, is I wish he? I didn't have to. Is he? He seems like a nighttime kind of guy, not a morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. There's a part wow. of me, I will buy up to a point. I can buy maybe that he feels bad about having to do it, but clearly he's like, well, Revenge is right. more important. This, I gotta make this point real hard, so... Literally, make like, this point real li- hard. Which part of my life is more important? This revenge scheme that I've been cooking up for years or the woman that I've mar- been married to for ostensibly years? Mm, no. Murder! <laughs> like, sorry, honey, your collateral damage. Boy, it's a good thing we didn't have any kids. Bye! Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. What's worse is that she's pregnant and didn't tell him. No, I'm messing with you. You know that. Oh, well, wait. When did that happen? Did I miss that? Jeez. Oh, no. Um, I was just cranking it up for maximum okay. horrifying drama. It's like, worse. they would have had to do specific. Yeah. That would have come up in the autopsy. It's the Arrow versus Red um, Wedding. It happened, and I didn't even know that's what I was seeing. Someone thinks that, well, do you think Felicity will kill Evelyn? No. I don't see her as the killing type. I just want to take a moment because I know you guys she are having a directly huge murder conversation. People. No, no, well, yeah, no. I, someone's laughing. I don't know. Haha, ha, I'm glad you're laughing. Okay, panel, would it be cool story if Felicity went dark and killed Adrian? I feel like I with have. only a few episodes left in the season, that might be too big a leap from yeah. where she is right now to directly. Not impossible. You could do it, but I feel like with so many plates spinning right now, that maybe is a bit of a leap, but. I'm very curious to see how far this Helix business takes her and what, because it's got, that doesn't end well. So I'm curious to see what that leads her to, if that leads her to make greater and greater compromises. Well, right. for Helix, let's let's talk a little bit about Helix then. Are we good Are we good for switching over? Are we... Yeah, I was just going to say really quickly, yeah. you got a shout out, Katie, for being the most evil host, and they did the mwahahaha. So if you want to go ahead and do one of those real quick. Thank you, everybody. Jonathan Deming. <laughs> Scary, guys. <laughs> yep, nope, I got it. It uh, actually scares one of the producers. He doesn't produce on my shows anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it seems like Felicity is using a helix. I hesitate to say almost as a matter of convenience, but I think she started to realize just how far in over her head she truly is. And that it's become less of a, oh, yeah, I'm in it to win it. I really want to do this. I'm really interested in your movement. And more, okay, I can do these things, but only if I can use you guys for this or if you do this thing for me because I really sincerely need this information. But, boy, I am not comfortable hacking a DOD satellite. Yeah, but I feel like at the same time, too, some of it's starting to become a little bit fun. She's neutral good. She's leaning towards true neutral these people are neutral evil, mm-hmm. and that is not a good. Yeah. Or at least they have been presented to us, the viewer, yes. as neutral evil. We don't really know enough about them aside from Hacker Conglomerate, who is down with hacking Department of Defense satellites. Like, I, as a dad who was in the, someone with a dad who was in the military and did satellites, I cannot tell you how messed up that is. Wow. If they're not sinister, they're not doing a very good job at convincing anybody that they're not sinister. But, but Ali Kona, like what you were saying about how there does seem to be, and now hopefully she is, the lights are starting to come on for her, but a little bit of an element of excitement in it for her, certainly. And she gets to go and independently of the team, do have these little adventures and get mm-hmm. stuff done. Mm-hmm. 
to me, there's almost, and we've talked about addiction largely in terms of, you know, with, with characters like Captain Lance and with, with Theon or Bloodlust. This, to me, is like it's Felicity hers. delving into it. It's a yeah. le- and very much like, oh, I can stop whenever I want. It's totally fine. I don't. I've got this covered. I don't need. I don't need help. I'm good. We're fine. We got this. But I think she's also realizing that she didn't really have the big picture when she went in and said, "Yep, I'm all in. Great. You don't actually need to know why you're doing this, but we need you to do it." Right. And she hasn't been on a need to know basis with the people she works with in years. Mm-hmm. Not since she found out that Oliver was the Green Arrow. Right. I want to jump topics really quickly because we Go haven't had it. a chance to talk about Malcolm and the fact that he showed up. Hello, hi. So, yeah. Hello, my flash. baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. It, it makes a ton of sense to see him here. The closer we get to the present, the more sense it makes that somebody with Malcolm Merlin's background and his reach, which, sure, it's actually totally viable that he would be in business in some capacity with Kovar. Because at this point, he's still planning The Undertaking. Yes, and this would be close enough that he must be actively planning The Undertaking oh, at yeah. this point. And he is can't... he the supplier of the gas, the make-your-skin-bubble-and-you-vomit-white-stuff gas? I don't think he's the supplier so much as it is he knows where it's going. Got I don't it. think it's his shipment that's being stolen, but he definitely has the information. Like, that that's what I took away from it. And then we also see him again at the end, where it seems like... It seemed pretty definitive to me at the end of the fight between Oliver and Kovar, the Kovar was done. He got a big old knife right in the center of him. That's usually, See, that that's was usually little, enough. But here's what that I thought. That was a tiny little knife, and there's a lot here that you can actually survive if you True. get medical attention quickly enough. If he really wanted to make sure Kovar was dead, he would have gone for the throat. It doesn't make Fair. sense to me that he went for a gut shot and, with a two-inch blade. And Dolph Lundgren's a big dude. I guess in my head, I just assumed that they wouldn't have left that building without confirming Kovar was dead. You think they'd have learned to double tap by right. now here's here's what i thought and i'm not trying to jump into prediction territory but it's i have she, a specific prediction about yeah, that yeah. yeah and so i'll forget it by the time we get there in the show so i'm just gonna say it out loud but kovar is laying on the table and you see all these straps and then we saw his face so it's still kovar but i swear i thought i saw little pieces of skin or weird stuff and i was like Wait, plastic surgery? You're Adrian Chase. We know he has a secret identity. Are you Kovar? I don't no. think that's it. Because they'd you know, also I have to make his entire frame man. so much smaller. They'd have to like come back. They'd have to sink him to the ocean and let the pressure like collapse his body. Like a diamond. And I, I think he would die if they did that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, you know what? I was having a moment. <laughs> I was making bedroom eyes at the camera and I, giving a prediction, and you guys just put it to shame. <laughs> so do we think, well, there's this doesn't seem physically possible bit that needed to be addressed. Um, do we think that he's coming back in the flashbacks or in the present? Could go either way, and we'll see two... Prometheus has alluded a number of times, Prometheus, both in the mask and also once he's revealed as Adrian, that he's part of a a game, a web that spins out pretty far. I don't think it's beyond, especially we know that the Brockva is coming back in the present. Yeah, uh, yeah, we saw that next week, next week, and and I'm sure in the weeks to come. I certainly don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Kovar could return in the present as well. Good point. Irrelevant comment, irrelevant comment that I have to bring up. Okay, go Go fight fight win. I loved my favorite, favorite moment in this entire episode was, hello, Malcolm Merlin, CEO of Merlin Industrial, whatever the, whatever yeah. it was. And a totally, Merlin. whatever his last name. 
gangster. 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 I was like... Anatoly Nyazev. There you go. Gangster. And this is okay. why Anatoly is everyone's favorite. Yes. Yeah. Or at least our favorite, and obviously we are representative of everyone. I also like too, and <laughs> they didn't they didn't the wink, and they could have, even though it's his other hand, they could have winked at the fact that he doesn't have the other hand anymore, but he had two people hands in yeah. this. I yeah. also it was very much this is the past. This yes. is yeah. not Malcolm Merlin the Legends time traveler coming in and doing this. This is Malcolm Merlin the past. Well, that's what I was about to comment on is how much I love that we have this universe now where in the span of a week we not only get these four shows that are connected that are having wildly different types of episodes. I mean, last night Flash had a musical crossover with Supergirl which was so delightful and so heartwarming and so fun and the very next night you get maybe the darkest hour that arrow has ever done in the same universe i'm not gonna say maybe i'm gonna say absolutely probably right like i'd have to go back at like the one where deathstroke kills her mom is, is a bummer i mean that's pretty bad but that one's not dark all the way point. through that one's dark in the last 10 minutes this one is like arrow does saw yeah. we skinned a man at the yeah. 25 minute mark <laughs> like but that was a thing that occurred and he got the info and did the rest for practice like but we are now also seeing, too, uh, in the back half of the season, we're starting to see these actors that we had heard months and months ago had signed these overall deals to appear on multiple shows. We're really starting to see across the programming block that starting to come to fruition. And case in point is Malcolm Merlin, who in the span of a week has appeared on three of these shows. All of the shows that take place in the dimension that Malcolm Merlin lives, he appeared on. We've got him on the Flash musical, singing as the gangster in the fantasy. We've got him showing up at the end of Legends to help rewrite reality with the rest of the Legion of Doom. And now we have him doing deals with the Bratva in the flashbacks on Arrow this week. And it's great. Like, it's magic. More, just put Barrowman on every show. And I'm sure he's can having we, a blast being able to do And that. I don't just mean CW shows. I mean... Everything. Every show, every show that is on TV needs a little, just a splash of bit. Like you're putting lemon on a salad or something, that much Barrowman on every Everywhere. program. Everywhere. Just um, tiny bits of Barrowman, just enough to go around. You said brought fun, I just twinkled in my mind the tattoo the significance of the tattoo we knew it represented Bratva but the fact that Anatoly said A you're one of my favorite Americans and B it shows because he's like you don't gotta do all this and one of the things he says no it shows that you are a captain it shows what you what kind of man you are so wherever you go in the world Bratva will recognize yeah it's visual shorthand for I have authority in the organization that you're in right and so now you have Prometheus Adrian, he's not wearing the mask, so he's just going to be Adrian. That asshole. Burning it. Yeah, you have that asshole. Someone's going to make some crazy screenshots of me with all my weird facial expressions. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. But anyhow, so you have him burning off the tattoo, and obviously he knows it represents Bratva. We also know that Adrian likes to do his homework, but does he realize what specifically that tattoo represents? Not just the fact that you are a part of it, but the captain aspect of it, because that's so much more. I have to... He does. He comments on the fact that uh, to get that tattoo, you must have really done something special. So he doesn't... Maybe doesn't know specifically, but again, that's one of those things where if Susan Williams could get a hold of the picture of him with the Bratva, I bet Adrian Chase, give him an hour and any one of our phones, and he could probably figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, yep. (laughs) Yep, okay. So it's, you're no longer allowed to have that tattoo, goodbye. Like, that, that is a very physical, intimate, and horrifying thing, because you're taking something that is supposed to be permanent and burning it away, like, say goodbye to this part of your identity. 
Really quick, I like that somebody says, hashtag that asshole. (laughs) (laughs) If you've never heard me say, and then there's this asshole, you have never watched any video that I've ever been in. Let's let's be real. I I have to say, because at Billie Jean Girl is always so great at sending us these wonderful gifts, uh, and I'm on my phone at the moment, so I can't pull them up or anything like that, but I know that she's talking about the fact that, you know, her reaction when Oliver was saying that he was over being the Green Arrow, and a few other people in our chat have brought that up. We just haven't talked about it yet since it was the end of the episode, but I think it's... Just a little bit. yeah, you're right. But it was it's definitely... Yeah, okay. Okay, you know what? You guys are right. Totally, come on, totally. buddy. Yeah. You want to go way. have a catch? Let's go have a catch. Come on, come with your old buddy Diggle. We'll go out back have a catch. Can we get him some medical attention first? <laughs> well, we also learned the fact that it has been officially six days, and that's a long time for him to be in captivity, Missing. especially for him. I'm very glad that they dropped that and that they gave us the, it's been six days, and so we're not sitting here wondering, has it been 24 hours or 24 weeks? Right. 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 Uh, either way, um, do I think it's permanent? No. And I'm just saying that because people were asking. No, absolutely not. We wouldn't have the show, Arrow. Would he drop out for a few episodes? He's done it before, like you guys mentioned. Can you imagine uh, if this was... When he was dead? Yes. Can you imagine if this was the finale? Can you imagine if it wasn't coming back after this? Or they they just call it, like, Diggle and Friends? <laughs> that would be awesome. And, like, occasionally they visit Oliver, and Oliver just, like, sits quietly in a hotel room where he lives now. He's holed up like Howard Hughes. His fingernails are super long. Ew. That's depressing. That um, got really weird really quickly, and I feel like Stephen Amell would not be down. Uh, but you know what? I want to see him play it. Uh, and then he'd have <laughs> the beard again. Um, yeah, no, obviously he'll... But I'm very curious to see how. It's not... We know eventually somehow he's going to rally, he's going to return, he's going to put the hood back on, and he's going to get back out there in time to, to stop evil, as they do. Right. But it'll be very interesting to see how they go about getting him from this point back to that point which is why i'm hoping like we were talking about before i'm hoping they use this opportunity to really delve into the psychology of oliver queen in a way that we haven't in the past and it would be cool this is um random thought but it would be cool for them to do that for his team to really truly understand him and especially felicity because they did have that relationship and because who he was and who she wanted him to be were two different things and the lying and the this and that. And understandably, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you don't want them to keep secrets. But if maybe for once she could really, really step in his shoes, like I get it's frustrating, but if you really got to understand who he was, you go, oh, okay. Not that he's been open with that information, but it's just, it would be nice for everybody else to see that perspective. The thing is that we as the audience have had the opportunity to see right. Oliver go right. through all right. of this. We get to see everything go down blow by blow. That is, I would imagine, that would take a very long time to recap all of yes. our time. And it would be extremely painful. He wouldn't remember all of the details, just the big ones, things might get mixed up. Like, we have the benefit of being able to play armchair psychologist because we've seen the entire story thus far. They haven't, and they'll never have the benefit of that third-person point of view into Oliver's past. Right. Right. So there's only so much understanding that they'll be able to manage. Do I want to see him take a crack at it and really talk with him? Hell yes, I do. But I'm saying that they're not going to get the same viewpoint that we, the viewers, have simply because the fourth wall. Right. 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 
Uh, really quick, so I know that we got started. We actually started on time, guys. So yeah, we that did. means it's been about an hour, which means we're probably going to get kicked off really soon. So I want to make sure we've hit all our topics because I do want to hit news and gossip. A lot of people in the panel are are talking about Roy Harper and how he was underused and he needs to come back. Do I agree? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But regardless, eh. does any well, I'd like you, to see him again. You eh, I mean, all I over would, the place. I wouldn't mind, but I'm not like we need him. I think I just miss him. I like Colton oh, yeah, Haynes a yeah. lot. But either way, le- He's uh, a good. Thea, well, Thea's taking a break. We, you, whether you realize it or not, she's not been there. So, and she'd mentioned she's taking a break. So yeah. maybe there's just not purpose for him just yet. Yeah, and I would know. rather I would rather keep him sidelined until there's a really organic way to put him back into the story. As much as I would love to see him back in that role again and have him hanging out with everybody, I think they're doing such a good job at utilizing all of the pieces on the board right now, and nothing feels completely superfluous. So I would not. I would hate to see him forcibly insert. I would hate to seem shoehorned. That's the the way I'm going to choose to phrase oh, that. Oh no, I like forcibly into it. Nope. <laughs> I would hate to see him shoehorned into uh, the at least the back part of this series. Where, For the sake of having a cameo, right? Well, yeah. we don't we don't need it. Where it might yeah. only serve to slow things down, right? All right, guys. Well, let's get into our news and gossip so we have time for all that. TV news. Now. Some of this information was actually courtesy of somebody on Twitter. So, yes, it is so important that you tweet at us and we have conversations. If some of us don't get to you right away, this one over here, I apologize. But I do eventually get to my Twitter. Either way, somebody had given me a little inside on, um, well, we'll see which video pulls up before I start segueing, And it's a totally different video. So, Engineer, whatever you pull up first, I will go ahead and narrate. Yeah. All right, so it looks like we're going to get the fitness one first. So we'll go ahead and just hit play, and I can talk you through it. Yo, Stephen Amell, this is me doing the Sally Up. We're going to crush you. You don't even know. You don't even know you couldn't make it to the end. Well, look it. Watch this. We're going to get this. We're going to sell it all the way down to Sally Francisco. We're going to get this shit done. You heard me? You heard me? You heard me here first. Heard me here first, Stephen Amell. Shit. Might be getting tired Felicity is cussing. What is going on? I genuinely hope that we get this scene before the end of the season. God bless. Well, this and the thing is, the next video, like she's starting to. Oh, I'll explain the Sally challenge in a second. But uh, oh, and P.S. She also has the same. Uh, yeah, forgot. she's got the septum piercing. I did not realize that. Yeah, they hide it so well on the show. Both her and when. Um, but don't you really just have to flip had them up? Yeah, basically. but you can. Well, yeah. Or just either. not wear it? Or just take it out. No, but if you're really like, I can't, it's a yeah, part of me. No, you just... it'll, it'll close. In a for... couple of hours? Uh, I don't know about the septum, but I've had other regions of my face pierced, and it was amazing how quickly, in a few hours of a work shift, I would come home and be like, ow, ow, trying to put it back in. So, I have yeah, questions. Ow. And they have 14-hour days. Anywho, That's irrelevant, true. irrelevant. What I do want to say is, if you guys missed some of our other episodes, the Sally Challenge is something that Stephen Amell had been trying so hard to beat, and it was a song, uh, a Sal- the song Sally, and he was trying to hold and do um, almost like a reverse crunch, if you will, and he couldn't make it to the end of the song, and she actually did at the end of that. So that was her calling out Stephen Amell, being like, what? She's the first AeroCast member to finish that. And as I've been doing my research on Instagram, I've noticed that all of the AeroCast members have begun to train with the same dude. His name is Buddy. Forgive me, I forget his Instagram name. But here, we'll go ahead and hit play on this one, because it's fun. We get... We get Echo, and yeah, then we sure, get uh, Renee. What is his name? I don't know. Either way, 
So now she's using the two of them as, as uh, planks, and they have one foot in the TRX band. Might I remind you that it looks easy, nice. but TRX bands are definitely very challenging to hold your weight because it's so unstable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Echo's dying. There's actually another video, too, where Echo and Renee, I'm just going to call him Renee, were tossing a kettlebell back and forth and trying to do burpees in the meantime. But wow. it was cute. It's fun. And I love the fact that they're all not only training for this show, because technically they don't have to be as fit as Oliver because... Oliver does most of the fighting. But if you can but, get that training for but, free, why? But not even that. The fact that they do it together as a team, yes. as yeah. a cast, and you—I mean, as an actor—you know how how valuable it is to just connect and be around those people to establish absolutely even a deeper connection. So when you're working, so I think it's really awesome that they do that. Now, this I've come to the conclusion to be on Arrow. One of the prerequisites is that you have to be able to sing. These people are so talented, just in general in life, that I love seeing people from a different perspective. So let's watch this one real quick. Prometheus. talking about screwing if you didn't catch that yeah no like i picked do. up on that it's a, it's a very it has a very peppy tone and very sad lyrics yeah songs like this all i'm saying is that flash supergirl musical seems to have been pretty well received so next year Four when they're musical. doing another one the I'm, return of the music meister is there anybody on that cast on arrow that does not sing does Stephen amell sing yeah yeah Hello, did you not hear him sing The Little Mermaid? That's true. I mean, and not he did. professionally, but he's, he's not, very but he much do capable. It, but he could yes. totally do oh, it. yeah. I hope at the end of... All right. If you haven't seen if you haven't seen the musical, I won't spoil anything for you. But at the... At Thank the, you. The, there is no... Music Meister could potentially return at some point in the future. And now all I want in this life is to see him go to Star City and make all of these characters sing together. That would be lovely. That's it. Lovely. All That's right, all so let's get oh, into our down. predictions. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. So really quick, what's interesting to me is in the next episode, you know, they give us these awesome montages that somehow are pieced together to think the show is going one direction, it goes a different direction. But we did hear Oliver say to Anatoly to kill Chase. Yes. Why Anatoly? And are you, is he still hesitant in next episode to go forth? Or is it, I don't want to prove that he is correct and my enjoyment to kill, so I'm not going to kill you. But, but he still needs to die. Yeah. yeah. So, Anatoly, you go to Well, it, and it, it makes sense to go to Anatoly because if you if you need to call in the Bratva, you go to the guy who's A, in charge, B, your buddy. And a gangster. And, and you also, I feel like he can trust that Anatoly's not going to... And if you go to Anatoly, he's going to bring in the right people. A, that you can trust, and B, more importantly, that you can trust to get it done. Yeah. But can anybody fight the way that Chase does? Because the and hood is always still been... in the neighborhood. Like, Perhaps. did she just show up, put an arrow on Oliver's leg, and go, peace, I'm out? Yeah, I go back to my dojo in the middle of literal nowhere. I don't know. You know what? 
I'm going to predict that there is going to be a very huge fight. Like, we're going to see another big team-on-team fight. I don't know if I really believe the Baratha is great at fighting. I think they're great at weaponry, but the actual physical act of there's fighting, a lot of, they lose a lot. There's a lot of pew-pew-pew, pew-pew-pew. Um, I do believe, well, if, I'm not, for. if I'm not very much mistaken, the producers have commented that in the finale, the conflict is going to be, it's going to be incredibly, very deadly serious, but it's not going to be the entire city is in peril the way it's been Every in season. Season. In seasons past, it's going to be a very, very personal struggle. I predict a in general. I, I'm hoping that they're they continue to be as fearless as they seem to be tonight, and they are not afraid to continue to go dark. That's not me like rooting for blood necessarily. It doesn't but, need to be Game of Thrones. No, but. it absolutely doesn't. But I love the fact that this this felt like they weren't holding back at all, and I want to yeah. see them continue to go in that direction because I think down that road lie the greatest possibilities and the stuff that I'm most excited to see from specifically this corner of this shared universe. My more specific prediction involves Kovar, and I'm wondering, you've got a gigantic Russian dude. In a world where your Anatoly Gnaezev on this show is about as far from comic book Anatoly as you get. In the comics, Anatoly is the KG beast. This is not that Anatoly. In a world where that is true, I'm wondering, you've now risen Kovar from either death or near death, as it were. He's probably not going to come back exactly the way he was before. Maybe Dolph Lundgren, Constantine Kovar, is the Arrow versus KG beast. Does the scar have anything to do with... Because he got whacked across the face really badly, and that's a very distinctive scar. Artful enough that it managed to miss both of the eyes. Yes. But well, they're the windows to his soul. It's more yeah. to the point where I, I, I love the little artful scars that go over an eye because it's like, okay, they just didn't press that extra half inch and pop your eyeball. Gotcha. You were lucky. So I like that we had a very heartfelt, no, I'm trying to take his face off scar, but that we somehow managed to miss both eyes. Hey, you know what? Your nose protrudes a little bit. Maybe the bridge protected some of the eye socket. Oh, no, it was an, it was an angle thing. Oh. It never actually went straight over one of his eyes. It was just the angle managed to miss them both. Oh, who knows? Look. I'm saying I don't believe aesthetic eye scars because people should be missing eyes. Got it. So I'm glad they didn't go that way. Got it. Well, yeah. All right. I think I think we covered all our iTunes. predictions. All right, you go pull those up. I have Ooh. my iTunes reviews, and <laughs> we got it. We got borrowed time. Let's go. Go 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 go. Go fight win. Okay, we have a few new ones. First of all, thank you to everyone who has gone to iTunes, who has rated, who has commented, who has subscribed. When you leave a rating, when you leave a comment, it helps raise our rankings in iTunes. So that way, for me, I just put an arrow. Our show is the first one that comes we, up. Uh, no, we on. love you guys. So thank exciting. you. And also our producers take a look at these reviews. They see that they that you guys like seeing us as an after show. And so they keep us on the air season after season. So if you want to keep us on the air as an after show, best thing you can do, go on to iTunes, search arrow, search arrow after buzz, uh, Subscribe to the podcast, uh, rate it five stars or rate it whatever you think we deserve. But guys, you know, five stars, we love you. Come on. And uh, leave a review. And of course, if you leave a review, you get a shout out on the show. I don't know if you guys did one last week? Question mark? iTunes? No, I don't no? think so. No. All right. We're going to look at the last three. We have Great So Great by Patrick. You guys really, yeah, that's how it's spelled. Patrick. P-E-E-A-A-T-R-I-C-K. <laughs> you guys do a really great job recapping each and every week, and I love listening. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. We have I Called It from Icon. 
I called it, I said on AfterBuzz YouTube Arrow section that Talia al Ghul is the real villain of the season and Prometheus was working for her. We finally have a female big bad. Love the show. Love you guys. I followed Ali Kona on today on Instagram. I gave oh, you nice. guys a five-star rating because I know you will earn, earn it, as you always do. And love it from Wes White. Great podcast. I love the insights and the connection to the Arrow community. Keep up the great work. We love you guys. Seriously, rate, comment, subscribe. It is the best way to keep us on the air as a podcast and to help new people discover us. Thank you. Yay. Okay, so I want to take it to the front and say thank you guys so much. As always, we have so much fun with you guys. Thank you for leaving your comments on iTunes, on Facebook, on Instagram, on wherever you are. Be sure to follow us at AfterBuzzTV. And, of course, follow all your hosts individually because we love talking to you guys. I'm at Ali Kona. Wait, no, I'm not. I am Ali Kona Bradford, but I'm at Boys and Beauty one on Instagram at Boys underscore and underscore beauty underscore Ali Kona. And, of course, the awesome individuals. Stop blushing. I'm Lex Michael all over social media at the Lex Michael and if you're a fan of DC on the CW on ABTV I'm all over this block. I'm talking Supergirl Monday nights Legends of Tomorrow Tuesday nights and Arrow every Wednesday with these fine people but you already know that because you're here too and we love you for it. Mwah. And how my buddies, I am Katie Cullen. You can find me on all of the social medias and on YouTube at Kiaget, that is K-I-A-X-E-T. Star Wars Rebels has its explosive season finale on Sunday at 7 p.m. We moved time slots so we could have more time to talk about it. Uh, next week, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after that, we are starting up the Samurai Jack after show at 8 p.m. Iron Fist just started, that is Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Obviously, we're here for Arrow. And on Fridays, I am on Geek and Sundry for Gather Your Party. Join us for video games and we partnered up with robot teammate and life is just great I love you how can the follow Tari give him your best well wishes because he's a little under the weather today on on Instagram on Twitter at Tari J T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y I was just going to say, I love how everybody talks super fast as soon as the music comes on, because we're like, oh my god, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta get our information. We gotta, go, we gotta get the job so, done, gotta start That's our best auctioneer impression. We will see you next week. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Goodbye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 